Revelation 3, verses 15 through 16. Church, pay attention. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, say lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Are you in church or are you out? There is no in between. Where are you? Let's look at lukewarm, the definition. Neither hot nor cold in the context of faith. The lukewarm meaning in the Bible is someone who hasn't blatantly denied Jesus, but isn't living for him either. They have lukewarm faith. Faith in name, but not in action. You're gray. Estás en el medio. You say you believe in something, but you put no action towards it. That is a lukewarm individual. You may be saying to yourself, oh, my God. Right now this guy said this. Pastor, I'm like, oh, man, I'm repenting right now as we're talking to you, as I'm talking to you. You see, sometimes people get this mistaken. People think because of the fact that they make mistakes, it has to do with their either hot or cold. You see, this has nothing to do with that. You see, God looks for your commitment. What team are you in? Are you in God's team? Or are you in Satan's team? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not in Satan's team nor on God's team. Then there's a problem. Because you're either hot or you're either cold. It's time to check ourselves this morning, church. It has nothing to do with how many times you mess up. Has everything to do where you're committed to. Pick a team. You see, God despises a double agent. God despises a double agent. You may be... On the cold team or on the hot team? You may be, what team are you in? You're either in God's team or you're on Satan's team. Oh, my God, what is this guy saying? I'm getting somewhere, church. Let's look at the difference between God's team and Satan's team. Right here it says it in Galatians 5, to 24. But the fruit of the Spirit, because what are you going to birth? Depending on what team you're in, whatever you birth, whatever you reap, right, whatever, excuse, whatever comes out of what you sow, whatever reaps from, this is the fruits of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, keep going, gentleness, and self-control. Hallelujah. Verse 24. Those who belong to Christ, Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Now let's look at the other side, the flip side. 
I'm not trying to scare you, church. I'm getting somewhere. There's always hope in this, but you need to know. It's important to know. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Today, we're all going to walk out of here knowing we're on God's team 100%. Praise the name of Jesus. But we need to wake up, and we need to make the proper adjustments so that we make sure we're on the right team. But let's look at, say, look what it says here in Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works are the, of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity. And debauchery, keep going. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, of God. Let's look at what the definition of being all in means. Number one, be tired out, exhausted. For example, as I can't take another step, I'm super worn out. I, I'm all in. Like if you're running a marathon and you can't continue anymore, you're giving it your all. Number two, you've heard this possibly when you're getting card games, right? Especially poker when you run out of money or you're done for the night. I'm all in. It refers to having someone put all of one's money in the pot. To be fully committed to a task or endeavor. To give or be prepared to give all of one's energy or resources towards something. To be completely exhausted, fatigued, worn out. Basically, man, it's giving your all. Being all in is all of you, not just a piece. We already know there's two teams. We already know if you're lukewarm, man, you're not on the right team. You need to be on God's team. You have to pick a side, church. Just let's, let's start with that. We all know we need to look at ourselves in the mirror, understand it's not about how many times you mess up, guys. That, that obviously we need to get up. We need to brush our shoulders off. We need to repent and keep moving forward. But listen, just because you may lose, think of it as a, like a, as a sports team, right? You have two teams playing against each other. Let's pretend football in this case, or basketball, or tennis. You have one, per we have one person against another. You have one team against another team. There'll be times where you make a mistake, but guess what? You're on a team. You may not win every game, but you're going to make this. You're going to win the Super Bowl when you're with God. You're going to win, man. I promise you. You may lose some battles, but you'll win the war. Don't allow the enemy to tell you just because you make a mistake, now you're going to start questioning your faith, start questioning which side you're on. Because that's how the enemy will use it to try to manipulate us, to keep us down. Remember, we have no condemnation in Christ. Don't allow the enemy to tell you that because what happens is then you get stagnant and you will move forward because you're going to be thinking about all the mistakes you've made while being a Christian. And then you don't move forward because then now you allow the devil to manipulate you. I'm preaching to someone this morning. It's not about how many times you do make a mistake. It's about your commitment. Where are you? What team are you on? And now that you know where you're at, you need to give it your all. 
You need to be all in. I like what Joseph said. What was it? Uh, he said it was uh, what, what Jeremiah. He said uh, Jeremiah. What did he say? Twenty nine thirteen. Give up. Uh, ask me wholeheartedly. Right. Seek me wholeheartedly. Seek me wholeheartedly. Come, come here. Tell me. Tell it to me. Tell it to me. Tell it to me. I want them to hear it. Yeah, if you seek me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. If you, if, you, if you look for me, thank you, Joseph. Give him a round of applause. If you seek me wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, not a third-heartedly, this is all-heartedly. Whole is a whole. It's not a half. Being all in means all, all of your heart. Come on. Giving your all. God's not looking for you to be perfect. He's looking for you to be committed. Let's look at some verses on lukewarm people, individuals. Look what it says here. Because now i got to back this all up so you guys can understand. Because I know so many people. I, really, I do. And it's kind of sad because, well, hopefully, hopefully they all hear this one day. Because you know what? I, this is going to eventually be on YouTube. Most of you guys that are in here, amen, you're hearing this or watching me live. Make sure that if you know people like this, have them hear it, man, this message. Because this is good for them to understand. No, no, I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that. I only take a piece of what, what God says and a piece of what it says here in the Quran and a, a piece of what it says in Buddhism. Uh, if it doesn't make me feel good, with, I don't agree with this part of the Bible. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Are you in or are you out? Don't take pieces just because it makes you feel good. Because there's some things like what I'm telling you that you may not like. <laughs> there's some things that when God talks to me, my flesh is like, man, this, ah, this adjustment isn't good. But just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good for me. Sometimes the doctor tells you, stop eating a pan con carne puerco. <laughs> I don't like broccoli, <laughs> right? But if you don't do it, what's going to happen? Yeah. You have high, there's people, this is, I mean, you can have really high blood, you can have really high blood pressure, cholesterol, you can have a bunch of issues, keep doing what you're doing. I don't like it. Well, it's good for you though. I don't want to do that. I do what, no, no, this is all in, whether you like it or not. And I promise you, eventually you're going to end up liking it more because what's better than being on God's team, church? What's better than having the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Holy Spirit with you, man, guiding you, teaching you, convicting you? Nothing's better than that. Even though sometimes, sometimes it may feel good, sometimes we may not like it. But you can't just pick pieces of the Bible and expect you to have a fulfilling and blessed life. And then you start complaining and blaming God for everything. Well, look at the way you're walking. You're lukewarm. I will chew you and spit you out is what it says in Revelation. I'm not trying to be spit out. I don't want none of that. I'm trying to be on God's team. Look what it says here about lukewarm people. Isaiah 29, 13 says, the Lord says, these people come near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips. Check this out. Remember what we said? Faith by speaking but not action. It's lukewarm. Look what it says. These people come near 
to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on human rules they have been taught. Only, that's right there, the definition of religion, not relationship. And this church, praise the Lord, we are, we are a relationship-based church. Our beliefs are relational with God, your personal relationship with God. That's wholeheartedly. I can tell you to pray 30,000 times, then your sins are forgiven. Then you're just reciting, you're just talking, and you're not meaning anything. What's the point? There is none. You need to be sincere with God, wholeheartedly with God. Look what it says here in 1 John 2, 15 through 16. Do not love the world or anything of the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Go next. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Go to the next one. Come on, stick with me. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Say hallelujah. Put your hands together. Look what it says in Titus 1.16. I got a lot of verses up today, so pay attention, church, because I'm going to feed you so you can just keep on understanding and getting a deeper knowledge of this. And I know the spirit of God is speaking to you right now. And those of you that are watching me live, hallelujah. Titus 1.16 says, they claim to know God, but by their actions, they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing any good. Wow. And then I want you to, I'm going to read this. I'm just going to keep on reading this. I don't, I don't think I told them to put this one up, but just pay attention with me. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. There it is. But only the one who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. <laughs> Lord, Lord. Talk to talk. Where's your action? These are all people that talk and have no action behind their deeds and what they're saying. And this is, the, look, and you know what, let's, let's, let's keep on going. Look what it says here. Go to the next verse. Many will say to me on that day, no, go to the next verse. Oh, there it is, there it is, I'm sorry. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Oh, and in your name drive out demons and out, in your name perform miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, evildoers. That's a whole other preaching in itself. Because there could be people that could, all these people that are sorcerers, that maybe, you know, all these Miss Cleos out there. I don't know if you remember who that is, <laughs> who that was. I don't know if she's, God bless her soul. But there's, like, there's, there's, there's a spiritual world out there. And there's actual fortune tellers that legit can see things. But that's not through the way of the, of the Lord. Those people are using another avenue, voodoo and all that other weird sorcery and all this other stuff. Kind of reminds me of some people. I mean, this is kind of, you know what, I'm going to get to that now when it comes to idolatry. There's another reason why God, let me not go too fast. 
There's another reason why God doesn't want, wants all of us. There's a bunch of reasons, but the other main reason here, number one, we already know he despises halfway. He wants us all in and be on his team. Pick a side. He doesn't like double agents. Be all in with him on his team. And also because God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He doesn't want to share his glory with no one. And he doesn't, yeah, at all. Look at here. I'm going to show you Exodus 34, 14. For you shall not worship any other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Think about it. If you're with someone, do you want to be sharing your husband or your wife with some other person? Well, I mean, if you do, listen, bro, I'm, I'll pray for you. There's people that actually really, you know, that's some, like, we've got to pray for that. But that's not the way the, the, the Lord has, 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 has made, you know, it's, that's not the way it should be. You don't want to, I'm, you're not trying to share your wife. You're not trying to share your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Listen, what's wrong? No way. It's like, I'm not sharing my, even, even with my kids, I'm not sharing my kids. Those are my kids. Look what it says in Deuteronomy 4.24. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. God loves us so much, he doesn't want to share us with anyone. Uh-huh. You see, that's why idolatry comes into place too. Because then, what, that's why idolatry has its, its, its problem. Number one, you're trusting in something else other than God. You're putting something above God, and it shouldn't be that way. God should be number one always. Always. Amen. Put your hands together. And number two says here in Isaiah 42.8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images, or in this case, or my praise to idols. Shouldn't be worshiping anything else. You shouldn't be trusting in anything else. Sometimes it gets me thinking too, and now I'm going to tell you what I thought prior you know how there's, um, man, we, let's pretend you're wearing a, I don't know, a gold chain or, or you're wearing a diamond ring or you have maybe a nice, uh, I don't know, you maybe, maybe once in a while you like to light an incense in your house because it probably smells bad or something. I don't know. Well, I'm being honest with you. Check this out. I'm getting somewhere with this. Church. Is it wrong to wear you know, a, a, a nice, cool stone or whatever, a diamond, that's a mineral from the earth. It's a beautiful thing, right? Is that, is that something wrong with, is it something wrong with lighting an incense? No. Let's not get, now, if you're, if, now, if you think that this diamond is going to protect you, if you think that the incense is going to take away evil spirits, you see, now you're getting into a big issue. That's, 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 that's idolatry. You see, and now what's happening is you're getting into a dangerous level. The enemy can use something that's, this enemy can use something that's plain and simple that's here on the earth that's not a sin. There's nothing wrong with wearing a diamond ring. Please, God, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong. Now, if you think that that stone brings you protection, now you have a problem. Because your trust and your protector is God, nothing else. Period. That's another form of idolatry. 
you know, we can't get too radical either. If someone, has, someone likes to light incense in their home, now you're going to start thinking there's some weirdos. It all depends where their heart's at with God and their, you know, if they think that this, you're wearing this chain that, that, that protects you from evil spirits, listen, that is satanic. Witchcraft, sorcery. I had to do a little parenthesis on that. Because the Lord wants all the glory for himself, and he's a jealous God, doesn't want to share his glory with no one, and he doesn't want to share you with anyone. Come on, put your hands together. He wants you all in. When you love someone, you want to you truly honor and respect that other person. You don't want that individual. You don't want to share him with anyone. Being all in. I didn't even see the time already. Jesus. Still got some more to go, but we're, we're almost done. You guys receiving something. Say amen, church, if you're receiving something this morning. <laughs> to be all in means there's no other option. There's no other option. How many times, you know, and this is cool because I also think about this when it comes to like, when it comes to business as well. Sometimes, you, you know, you, I'm an individual that has several different businesses. Amen. Some of them have worked. Some of them have failed. I've lost some money there, made some money here. But you always kind of, you see, God doesn't want you to have your eggs in different baskets. Oh, oh, I'm not saying it's wrong to have different investments. We're talking about now our, our walk, our life. Where's your comforter? Where, you know, who do you trust? Because I trust God. He's my source 100%, and he will provide, and he will make a way when it comes to finance, and I know that I go in praying and believing in God that it's going to work. Who you're doing business with matters big time as well. Who you marry. Who you, your, uh, your, uh, your co-workers. Your family. Listen, God's your source for everything. God, you have to love him wholeheartedly. Being all in means there's no other option. You're with me or you're against me. It says it right here in Matthew. Because some of you may be saying, but why would I be against? Why? Look what it says, Matthew 12, 30. Go to it. Come on. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. So you're either with me or you're against me. This is why I told you in the beginning you need to pick a side. Because if you think you can be in the middle, right there, it proves it, you are not. You're either in God's team or you're against him, which is who's against God. You're definitely in the wrong team if you're not in God's team. And you can't think you could just be in the middle. It doesn't work that way. Being all in means there's no other option. You're all in with God. This is it. You're betting that God will have your back no matter what. Sakabo. When you bet on God, man, there's no, you don't, you don't, when you, do, when you bet on God, man, there's no losing. This isn't like a, think about it like a, like a game where you're playing, like one of those, whatever. People, I'm sure you've seen movies and People in the casinos or whatever, I'm not telling you to go play and gamble, please. No, I'm not saying that. But it's like that. But when you bet with God, it's a sure bet. You won't lose. 
He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Too many people look, this is why I brought up the business earlier. You can't look at your relationship with God like a business transaction. Where it may work, it may not work. No, it's going to work. It will work. It's not a maybe, the risk factor. There is no risk factor with God. Be all in with God. Don't even think that, oh, maybe it works. No, 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 no. It will work. And that's in your faith in him. Listen, this is part of it. This is part of it. What's holding you back? Is it your commitment? Money? What's your thing? Relationships? Man, when you give your life to Jesus, he will change your perspective on everything. He will change your view on life. He will change the way you view a homeless person. He will change the way. Man, he will disrupt your life in such a positive way. Man, the old ways are gone, the new ways. Man, how can you turn the other cheek? How can I love my enemy? How can I love this neighbor? The way you view your relationships will change. The way you view people will change. The way you view your own life will change. Jesus alters it in all positive. The way you view your life will completely change. I want you all to stand to your feet. Being all in with God is a sure thing. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. What God did for us, man, there's no, there's no monetary value to that. You can't fathom. You can't put that in perspective. It's, it's hard. You, you just, it's undescribable. The depth of the love that God has for us. He doesn't want you to be lukewarm, man. There's the reason why I said it earlier that God's people perish because of lack of knowledge. You have just gained some knowledge here this morning. And I pray to God that if you're in this place today, or you're watching me live, or you may see this preaching one day, man, don't have one foot in and one foot out. Because that right there means you're not in. And I know a lot of people that have that, that do that. That they don't know what team they're in. You just can't show up. Remember how I told you, think of it like as a football game. Let's think about it as a game, right? You have one team versus another team. That was clear. We know we want to be on God. You just can't be. There's no fans in this one. You can't be a fan. You can't. There's no skybox seats sitting in the court side. You're on one team or the other. If you're a fan, you're on the wrong team. Because the fan is the gray ones. You're not, you're not either in any team. You're just there watching. You can't just watch. You can't just sit in the bleachers. 
That's not what Jesus says. You're either in or you're out. That's it. No lukewarm. You're either with me or you're against me. 